Welcome to the Impact Podcast. This is John Pryle. Helping people remain healthy, helping people get healthier. Yeah, we know there are apps for that, but can there be even better results with some help from artificial intelligence? And in the case of today's podcast, IBM Watson. With me today is Brian Garcia, Chief Technology and Product Officer of WellTalk. Welcome, Brian. Thank you, John. Why don't you tell us a bit about WellTalk and really your anchor platform, Cafe Well? Sure. So WellTalk is the company. Uh, Cafe Well is a platform. Uh, the, the big idea behind uh, Cafe Well is to solve a fundamental problem in the healthcare space where consumers often don't know what resources are available to them to improve their health and reduce their financial risk uh, for healthcare. Uh, that could be in the form of reduction in premiums or a contribution to an HSA or whatever the case may be. Um, they often don't know what resources they have available to improve their health outcome, improve their financial position, and just practice better health behaviors. So the Cafe Well platform allows them an avenue to find those resources, use those resources, and get rewarded for doing so. And I'll ask an interesting question. Do they do, do you do things with wearables in that space as well? We do. So we've got a set of programs uh, inside of Cafe Well that address a number of things, that, for whether it be chronic condition, nutrition, or in this particular case, activity. So we've got activity programs. One of our premier programs is called Race Around the World. Um, and what that is, is it's a step program that inspires activity. And that allows us to integrate things like a Fitbit, a Jawbone, a Pebble, whatever the case may be into that race around the world where you're tracking your steps throughout the day, but you're also gaining credit and incentives inside the platform. And then we're also making it a little bit fun to track your progress in going from Paris to Bangkok, for example. So you didn't say the word, but it's gamification, eh? It's a little bit, yep. Excellent. That's very cool. Now, you've got something new. Uh, it's the concierge service. Uh, That's right. This is a linkage to IBM Watson. We, we've got to understand more about this. So why don't you tell us a bit about it? Yeah, definitely. So uh, Concierge has been in uh, research and development for some time now. We're actually commercially available already. Um, the, the big idea behind Concierge was uh, how do we bring the resources, the challenges, and the incentives that, I, that I, I just mentioned all the way down to where the consumer is right now and how do we help them interact with the health information that's available to them in a much more natural way than has been previously thought. So what Concierge does is we train it on how to understand healthcare how to understand, understand benefits, understanding nutrition, understanding uh, diet. Um, and we apply that to where you might be, so geographic information, um, what time it might be, um, so temporal data. And we, uh, we combine all those things together using uh, some aspects of Watson and some technology that, that WellTalk has built to provide very contextually specific answers about healthcare questions to our consumers that use the concierge product. Now, WellTalk also did an acquisition of a company, Predolytics. How, how did they fit into this puzzle? We did. So uh, the easiest way to, that I often describe Predolytics and Watson is uh, Watson knows a lot about subjects. Uh, so Watson knows a lot about healthcare that we're training it on. Watson knows a lot about nutrition, uh, knows a lot about other topics as well. Um, what Predolytics brings to us is Predolytics knows a lot about individuals. So they know a lot about consumers. They know a lot about me. Um, and the really fascinating part of where we're headed with this is if we combine the power of subject matter expertise with the power of personal understanding, then we can really be even more contextually specific about how we apply information to the user when they need it 
when it's most relevant and when it can be most powerful to them at that particular point in time. We often talk about companies building these unassailable data sets. So you've got your data set through Petalytics about people. You needed external third-party data. In this particular case, Watson brought that to you. So as you put all these pieces together, what were some of the insights that you gathered from, from working on this project around AI? Yeah, so concierge was interesting. Um, it, where we started was a very uh, atomic question and answer. So ask a question, get an answer. That was kind of the end of the transaction. That in and of itself, the path to get there uh, was not necessarily a short one, um, but an extremely ins uh, insightful one. <laughs> so it allowed us to learn so much along the way to solving how do you give a very clear and accurate answer in healthcare to an individual. Now where we're headed with that is the question and answer was never actually the goal as we started to understand. It was the actual interaction that was much more powerful. How does a consumer interact with healthcare data? What kinds of questions do they ask? When do they ask those questions? How do they start chaining questions together? It starts driving us down this path of maybe it's not the questions, maybe it's the conversation that's much more powerful. Within, within healthcare that we should be supporting and promoting, and that's a better way of interacting. And this conversation is not necessarily a short-term conversation. No, no, so we keep, what we're doing now in the next big release of Concierge is we're keeping track of that conversation over time. So what questions did you ask me last week, and what questions did you ask me this week, and what's the differential between those questions? Do you keep asking me about back pain? Maybe I'm not giving you the, the answers that are actually addressing that problem. Let me, let me refactor my answer set and give you a different answer. Maybe I recommend you go see your primary care physician because the answers I'm providing you aren't giving you the effect that you need for, the, to, for us to see a reduction in that type of question. Wow, fantastic. Now, let's, so let's just step back a bit and we'll talk about your expectations of business results. Um, Cross-sell, upsell, more sell, you know, it's sort of, sort of around selling. It is indeed. <laughs> so more, more, more. <laughs> uh, so we position concierge as an upsell on top of the platform. And the reason we do that is there's some basic things that we want consumers to be able to do. We want them to understand their benefits. We want them to be able to participate in the financial aspects of their health care. So their ability to participate, practice to participate in their care, practice healthy behaviors, and uh, benefit from the, from the rewards of those healthy behaviors is step one. And that's part of our incentives and rewards infrastructure that's part of our core, core product. What we then want to do on top of that is connect in our uh, partners that allow an, any number of programs to be offered to those consumers. So maybe you have diabetes uh, and you have hypertension, but you're highly active as well. Um, might be an interesting mix, um, but a mix nonetheless. We want to be able to aggregate the best partners out there that might be third parties into the platform, into that incentive and reward system. Now that we've got that foundation, now that's where concierge comes in, it's like, well, what's the most valuable and most impactful things that can be done with that, where I am, for what I'm doing, for who I am, based on all the information that we know about healthcare. So I can be very laser focused on giving you the right recommendation at the right time, which might be a recommendation for a new program to follow a better nutrition guide so you can eat healthier, as well as an activity program so you can stay active, which could reduce your risk of, of getting diabetes in the first place, for example. And then that the aggregation of those individual benefits 
have a tremendous upstream benefits to the corporations who are your customers. They do indeed. So the end goal is if I'm, if I'm practicing healthy behavior, I'm conscious of the things that affect my health, and I'm the one that is taking accountability for my own personal care and even that of my family, then the natural result of that is a reduction in my overall medical costs because I'm not going to the hospital for those acute events. I'm avoiding those acute events before they even happen. I'm not getting diabetes because I'm not eating candy bars, for example. Not that there's a direct correlation between candy bars and <laughs> for the candy association out there. <laughs> um, but the point remains, if I'm practicing those healthy behaviors, there are studies that show reductions in medical costs by just practicing healthy behaviors, which just could be eating well and being active. So then if a company wants to go into the space of leveraging AI more so, um, I don't want to say healthcare. This is this, we kind of make this broad, kind of a broad brush question. What what does one do to get there? Um, AI is sometimes perceived, and you've spoken about it uh, as a black box. What how do we? What should a company be doing? What should they be both thinking about, and should they be getting uh, somebody's hands dirty on the product side or the development side? Yeah, uh, the first step, even before jumping into artificial intelligence and machine learning, and however you want to approach that path is define the problem and define it in technical terms and more importantly in business terms and the most importantly in your end users terms. How are you addressing a human need? How are you addressing a business problem? And then figure out what technologies are most appropriate to solve that problem. You might find that machine learning and artificial intelligence isn't the right path. You might find it is. Once you clearly define the problem, figuring out the pathway is much, much easier. That might lead you down a technical path on open source, for example. So I happen to be a big fan of Apache Spark. I think it's a wonderful project, but you might not have the staff to do that. So follow that path to Apache Spark and find there may be a vendor out there that is, is expert in machine learning libraries that are applicable to Apache Spark that fit your operating model, and then partner with them and have them come in and help coach you along the way to build a team to build an infrastructure and to build the operations around how you're going to run the infrastructure. Again, always, always, always focus on the business problem you're solving and most importantly, importantly the human need that you're addressing. That's great. And as you started this, uh, with both in your own organization and across the company then, was there skepticism? Was there a skepticism on the power of AI? Was there skepticism on IBM? What, 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 any skepticisms and challenges just to kind of get this thing kicked off for you? Um, there was certainly skepticism in certain areas, uh, skepticism as well as just a lack of understanding. Um, there's less of it lately than there was in the past, so even I had some skepticism about Watson. Um, and my skepticism was based in ignorance. I had never worked with it. Um, and the, f the starting point to reduce skepticism is start producing results. Um, Talking, talking our ways out of skepticism is just not going to happen until we're actually showing practical application of a particular technology. And we're doing that with Watson. We're doing it with Predalytics. We're doing it with lots of other uh, machine learning and AI technologies. But we're proving that here's the business problem. Here's the human need. Here's the technical implementation. And here are the initial results that we're getting. So being able to iterate very quickly around hypothesis, experiment, result, assessment of result, refine hypothesis, standard scientific process kind of stuff, is critically important. And make those timeframes as short as possible. Yeah, so this is a trend. This is a real trend. 
Don't be afraid of ML, don't be afraid of machine learning, don't be afraid mm -hmm. of AI, don't be afraid of IBM, don't be afraid of working with other insight as a service vendors. Absolutely not. Collect your data, figure out what's of value to the end users, and looks like we've got a recipe for success. That's right, I think so. Brian, it was a pleasure, thank you very much. Thank you, John. Thank you for taking your time to be with us. This is John Pryle for the Impact Podcast.